Welcome to This Week in Craft Beer, the podcast, the weekly show where we interview the people making the magic happen in the UK craft beer scene. This Week in Craft Beer publishes the UK's leading craft beer newsletter every Monday morning by email. To subscribe for free, please visit www.thisweekincraft.beer. This Week in Craft Beer would like to thank our generous Patreon supporters, Phantom Brewing Co., Bayonet Brewing Co., Dolphin Brewery, Berkshire Beer Box, The Small Batch Brewing Co., Belgium and Blues Southampton, Doug Thayer, Robert Baker, Aid Bardi, The Brew Brothers, Paul Whelan, Bettina Cassidy, Forks Brewery, Claire Costa, James Cox, Craig Hatton, James Moss, John Mead and Craft Beerings. So, Dave, how have you been? It's 18 months since we last spoke. June 2022 was when you were previously on the podcast, episode 114, I think. Yeah. What have you been up to? I've uh, been good, thanks, Rob. Um, uh-huh. Good to chat to you again. Just been very busy, very, very busy. Just focusing on keeping doing what we're doing, really, and then, yep. um, but just sort of growing a bit. So, we the main focus has been on doing more cans and then also increasing capacity to sort of enable us to um, buy demand really. Um, nice. And so in the last 12 months, we gradually sort of expanded the size of our fermenter capacity anyway. So Great. So uh, what, what, where are you now? So I think probably when I last spoke to you, June 2022, so that would have, we probably would have, uh, we're only getting up to our third fermenter really. So we would have been quite small really then. And right. then, so since then, so that would have been three thousand liter capacity. But since then, we upped it from three thousand to just under five thousand. Oh, fantastic! Uh, yeah. And then, which was in the existing brew house, and then some yeah. space was freed up uh, in the barn next door. So um, there was a boat in there. So <laughs> I was itching for I was itching for the yeah. I know this is the highest point in Worcestershire, and. Well, actually, it's not the highest point in Worcestershire, but it's one of the highest points in Worcestershire. And there was a yeah, you never know. It might bar, come in handy soon enough. Yeah. The way we're going, with the <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I was desperate for it to go, and uh, eventually it did go. So I managed to get some more space next door. Oh, um, that's fantastic! Yeah, so it's quite a good space, and I think the original intention was to just max out the space we had. So I sort yeah. of had it all sized up for about three three thousand liter fermenters. Mm-hmm. But with one thing and another, I think, so what we've ended up with, we've got one 3,000 litre fermenter in there and a 2,000 litre fermenter, which was one that I got very quickly and easily from someone that was trying to sell one. So I, yeah. so I sort of snapped their hand off. Um, yeah. So effectively, another 5,000. So we pretty much doubled capacity last. So that all sort of happened last sept, uh, September last year, September, Brilliant. October last year. Yeah. I wasn't probably, I wasn't going to get a 3,000 litre one, but someone said to me, oh, you might as well just, get it and yeah. then you don't need to necessarily fill it every time but i have no, filled it every time yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, and i've needed yeah. to so, it's all, so i'm glad i did in the end and uh so with those two new tanks that's where what we can from and so it just makes everything a lot easier when it comes right. to and then packaging and that sort of thing uh, yeah it obviously makes the brew inside a lot busier i've, I've got to brew three times to fill the three thousand liter one right um, so that's a long couple of days yeah that is that's a labor of love indeed isn't it yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) well i can confidently state that i can confidently state that even with that increased capacity your beers are no easier to get hold of from where i'm sitting in reading anyway we just just don't see them i'm afraid i mean it's uh much to my distress it's uh it's it's a very rare opportunity to 
for me at least to drink drink one of your beers. So, so I'm looking forward to. Well, I'm already enjoying one of them. Well, there seems there seems to be. So I mean, we've we've hit quite, so since so obviously since we've had more beer to sell, you know, it's it's been a the bit the brewery's transitioned from you know just doing little bits here and there to kind of actually we we've got to kind of work on making sure that we can sell it all and that sort of thing. And it's not been, I mean, I mean, it's been, it's been okay so far, Yeah. but you know, there's, we've built up a sort of a bit of a following of certain pubs and bars around oh, the country yeah. that regularly buy from us now. So it's worked out really well. Yeah. And um, hopefully but, but, so you're approaching the point where some, some modest sales effort is required to, to shift all of your production output. Right? Yeah. 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 I mean, and, and there's a, you know, and all the admin that goes on in the background as well. So, yeah. so the fermenter capacity was a big thing, but then also we, I'm not a one man band anymore. So we brought, no. I brought in Leon, brought in Leon in November. Fantastic. And I would have drowned if I hadn't done, I would have right. drowned if I hadn't brought somebody. <laughs> 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 because, because Leon coming on board coincided with us packaging the first thing, you know, when the increased capacity and, yeah. and yeah, it was, it was pretty full on. So, and yeah, it's been, and what's like Leon's role? Uh, Leon's official title is general manager. So oh, he's fantastic. basically he's basically in charge of making sure I do what I'm supposed to do, right. and <laughs> everything <laughs> happens as it should. <laughs> yeah, because I just because because I was just spinning too many plates really, and it was um I mean it was just making sure that everything happened when it should do. Yeah, you know you know looking after the schedule and. Leon's been really good on the sort of like the sales and the and the kind of like logistics side of things and Brilliant. getting things moving. So it's worked really well. Yeah. And he's also helping you out with running the tap room, is he? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The second pair of hands at the tap room is always. Yeah. A, actually, I've actually managed to have a couple of Saturday nights off. So uh, yeah. It's been pretty, <laughs> yeah. 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 So yeah, it's been great. Yeah, it's working really well so far. Nice. Well, that's a that, that's a nice introduction, Dave. Let's just talk quickly about this first beer. We don't have to talk quickly about it, but I want to talk about it now before I drunk it all. Is my point? Um, this is uh, this is Arrival, five point two percent New England Pale. The only information I have is it's hopped with Citra, Nectaron, and Rowaka, which is a great that's combination. Right. Um, you know that that already tells me it's going to be a delicious beer in in skilled hands, and yours are certainly those. So yeah, absolutely gorgeous color to it, lovely punchy fruit flavors as I would expect from a, a nothing bound. Uh, but what have you got to say about this one? Well, um, I've recently, so I've always liked Nectaron, although I haven't used it a lot recently. But when it, I did use it a lot last year, the beers we did with Nectaron uh, went down really well and it, yes. it tasted really good. Uh, so I hadn't used it for a while and then I hadn't used Rewaka for ages and suddenly got into Rewaka all over. I think I must go through phases, but um, <laughs> all of a sudden I was all of a sudden I was like, oh, I've got to get some more Rewaka, and yeah. um, and I was just going to do a Rewaka and Nectaron, and I was thinking that that could work really well, but I, I kind of like, I, I guess in a way I chickened out a little bit in the end, and I thought no, I'll I'll put some citra in there as well, just to, just to, just to play a little bit yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, because it was one, this was going into like the big tank, so it was it yeah. was. It had to, be, you know, it had to work. So, go um, big or go home. Yeah, no, yeah. no room for, uh, yeah, for under, underhopping yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So I like, um, yeah. So and they, yeah, they seem to it seems to work really well together. Yeah, it's gone down very well. This beer, I've, I've kind of brewed it again, but on a smaller scale. All right. So I'm gonna yeah. actually, I'm, I'm dry hop. Well, I'm dry hopping that next week actually. So, um, nice. yeah. So 
I'm doing a bit more of that now. I'm, I'm tending to, if something's worked, I've tended to, um, now that I've got more capacity, I've tended to sort of like, well, actually I'll brew that one again or we'll, or I'll tweak yeah. it slightly and I'll brew it. Or I'll brew it again, but I'll I'll tweak it because I think this it might work a bit better with a bit more ruac or it might work a bit better with a bit more nectar on. And so I'm doing a bit more of that now. And I think I said to the others, I thought we sort of reached the point where we maybe we just need to choose eight or, you know, something like 10 hops this year. And right. maybe really just sort of like try to stick to those rather than trying to sort of experiment too much because because i mean i'm on to sort of like brewed a lot of beers now so we kind of know what people what works and what the drinkers like and that sort of thing so but uh it just so happens it's coincided i'm just totally into the new zealand stuff at the moment nice Um, yeah where'd you get your new zealand hops from charles farham just down the road from me they can get them so i've contracted with them for some like nelson and Okay, nice. Next yeah. one and bits and pieces. And there's also like there's also a cryo that well, I, mean, I think it's been out for a while, but I've I've got access to it. So the, the normal hot pellet hop is a T ninety and then you've yep. got a, a cryo hot pellet called T forty five. I think that's right. Yeah. Yakima Yakima call it cryo, but I think NZ hops call it T forty five. And yeah. um, so th- there's more of that about now as well. So I mean the New Zealand stuff is just exploded. Um oh, fantastic it's much yeah. more available. It's in different being pelletized differently mm-hmm. um and that you know that I, I personally i just think the hops are just getting better and better do you find um, the quality more reliable for new would, zealand as well perhaps i don't yeah i mean i don't think i've really had that bigger kind of not big enough sort of like dip my toe in the water with them enough to say whether or not they're better than they were before but you know right. my I've used a, I've used them a lot, but nothing on a huge scale. Um, no. I think there there's some new varieties coming through from them as well, which um, are really good. Um, yes. Although, yeah, like Nectron is, is a good one, and um, I think there's some more coming through. But I think what about Peteron? The Americans. Yeah, I think the Americans seem to be able to get hold of those easier than we can. I mean, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't see. I've not been able to get my hands on any of that Peteron there. No, no, no. I, was, I was just chatting to, to Dane at uh, Phantom at the weekend, and he's uh, he's got some coming in the summer. Um, but yeah, he was he was that eulogising on how amazing of a hop it is. He, he was drinking some uh, some treehouse beers really? actually, this, this past weekend, and so yeah. oh, it's a, just a hop to die for. He thinks so. Uh, yeah, yeah, those good. guys can get their hands on it, can't they? Yeah, yeah. but I'm, I mean, I'm a, I'm a huge Nelson fan. I just think Nelson is such a wonderful hop. Um, yeah. Gives you all the hoppies or like citrusy, and then there's a there's like a I don't know there's like a sweet creamy edge to it as yeah, well. Yeah, it's, it's just it's got through. so many different dimensions, isn't it, Nelson? It's yeah, one. yeah. And you could, I mean, I've done a single hop IPA with Nelson, and that 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 went down really well. Nice. Um, yeah. But it, it just seems to pair with everything. Yeah, everything. you know, back to what you were saying about you know maybe not brewing quite so many new beers. I think that that's definitely the direction of travel for most of the UK craft brewers I'm talking to. It seems like, you know, people obviously still want to drink something new and it's great to to see the, you know, the creativity of the different hot combinations, different recipes. But I think from a sanity perspective and from a, you know, economy of scale perspective in terms of not, not having to stock a hundred different hops in your, (laughs) in your cold store or whatever, it's just, you know, it it makes sense, doesn't it? To standardize just a tiny bit. It does. Yeah. And I think, I mean, it it is funny though, because I'd say sort of 95% of the 
pubs and bars I supply, they, if I gave them a list of all the beers that they've had that I've got in stock that are available, they'll all yeah. choose the new ones or the ones they haven't had yet. That's that, that, hopefully, yeah. hopefully that's not because the beers before that were no, happening, but, no. You know, it, but it, they, but there is kind of a, there's always a clamour for like oh something they want something new or something yeah. different, and so you've got to kind of balance that with got to pan into it a bit, yeah. yeah, yeah, just balance it with well actually, we've rebrewed that beer again. It you know it was a good beer, people really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's not gonna, it's still gonna sell. People are still going to enjoy it as long as you've still got a few sort of like new, new ones coming through on the side as well. I think it's enough yeah. to keep everybody happy. Probably still going to brew seventy-five percent new beers this year. I mean, you could always keep brewing the same beer and just change the name each time, Dave, couldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> the problem is, it, I have to get the new keg clips done every time and all that yeah, sort of thing. So that's that's kind of, that. uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I sort of uh, not that I mind doing that, but. Um, We've got to think of another name as well. I mean, that's hard yeah. No, that's uh, yeah. That's hard. You got come with come with nice short names for these two you sent me this week, anyway. Which is, uh, it's, yeah. uh, you know, you, you sort of I, I like the sort of the clean, short, punchy names. So, you know, the, I guess the, the the brewery that really springs to mind for that is Beak um, in the UK. You know, they they always yeah, sort of short yeah. one word names, and I kind of like that. But on the other hand, I also like the really silly beer names that are you know sort of pop culture references and a bit of a pun in it the likes of Pomona Island or Sure Shot do those really well and so yeah it's, I, I think you can make a case for both yeah. uh, both approaches really so we did last year we did a, did a collab with Sure Shot and it was called um, for me it was Tuesday which was a, a Street Fighter reference oh yeah and, yeah um, nice yeah that was, <laughs> that was a good laugh yeah those are great, they're great guys oh yeah James is a, is a top bloke and he's, uh, yeah, he's got, got yeah. some stories to tell <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, this is you know this is exactly what I was expecting from from a, you know nothing bound five percent pale absolutely delicious Dave I can imagine that this flies out of the tap room by the pint and I don't imagine the cans hang yeah. around very long either um, great to lovely to to see five hundred mil cans as well I always comment on that when I see them I think uh, five hundred mil for this type of beer is is perfect. You know, I always feel slightly shortchanged if it's a four forty can, especially if I'm if I'm really enjoying it. So five hundred mil, that extra couple of mouthfuls. You know, what's not to like about that? It's it's all it's all about that satisfying second pour because I always yeah. find that with a four forty, I've poured a bit into my glass and then you come to like just lift the can just to tip the rest in, and it's never quite enough. That's, that's a great point, <laughs> actually. Yeah, now that you've drawn my attention to that, that's yeah. exactly what it is. You know, I, I I drink from a, I've got these this week in craft beer um, glasses that are, I think they're three seven five mil or, or or thereabouts. So you know, give it give it a sort of a generous pour up to the top, obviously, because I want to take a picture of it the first one, and then um, yeah, yeah oft, oftentimes with a four forty can, as you say, you pick it up hoping there's another glass full, and there never is, is there? <laughs> <laughs> Exactly, the satisfying second pour. Yeah. Let's talk about your tap room, which um, I haven't been to yet, to my shame. Um, I must. uh, I'm getting bored of hearing myself say this to people on the on the podcast, but I would love to take a week out and come and do a bit of a tour around some of the UK tap rooms. You know, the ones I haven't been to that have been on the podcast. And uh, one of these days, I'm going to actually make time to do that. But seems like yours is still 
going over really well. The only way I keep tabs on your tap room, actually, funnily enough, is I'm I'm a, I'm, un, I'm untapped friends with uh, with Dave, who's one of the the, the, the hosts of the uh, Daft About Craft podcast, and yeah. so so I see his check ins from from your tap room pretty frequently. But I think he was there this weekend, wasn't he? Unless I'm pretty much mistaken. He was there. I mean, I missed him. I wasn't here Saturday, but he yeah. Was, he was so there. so I, I do yeah, see Dave posting. Lots of very highly rated untapped check-ins from, from your tap room. And every time I've seen them, I thought, oh, I think, oh no, look, I bet that's lovely. And oh, that one sounds good, you know. <laughs> I'm, uh, much to my shame, I haven't uh, haven't got far enough out into the sticks in Worcestershire to come and see you yet. But uh, tell us good, tell us about the, the tap room for people that didn't hear the first podcast and, and well, give I us mean, an update. How's it going? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's um, it's joined to the brewery. It's 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 a barn that's well it's well over 200 years old um, nice. yep. and i haven't really done much to it apart from put a bar and some taps in it and put a, i put a fire in and some heat in <laughs> that's about okay. it really we tried to get it as cozy as possible in the winter but it really is i mean it comes into its own in the summer um because right. we got so at the front there are two huge double barn doors and we get nice. those wide we get those wide open and there's quite a large sort of area forecourt in front of the barn and that's where all the tables are set up and Wonderful. Um, you've got views across Worcestershire towards the Cotswolds. Uh, yeah, I mean, it really does come into its own in the summer. I mean, it's, it, I mean, I still get plenty of people up here this time of year, but you need yeah. people are aware that you need to wrap up. And, um, yeah, yeah, you want to be bringing your big coat, yeah. and your gloves, probably, don't you? But yeah, I mean, yeah, you, yeah. you are literally in the middle of nowhere, aren't you? I mean, how far off the beaten track are you? Well, I mean, it, it feels more remote than it actually is. I mean, Bewdley is only sort of a five-minute drive away. Oh, that's and Worcester, yeah, and Worcester is only a 20-minute drive, 20, 25-minute drive away. Mm-hmm. So it's not as remote as, as it feels when you're here because you, no. you can't well, really actually, see Yeah, that's a perfect, um, uh, perfect combination, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah for, unfortunately, it's not great for public transport. There's no, no. It's not, there's, a, there's a bus route that will drop you with another mile to walk. Or something like that. Oh, but, um, yeah. It, yeah, I mean, the weather wasn't kind to us this year, no, last year, last summer, but um, no. people still came up. It was great. Yeah. And how how many people would be a crowd at, at the tap room on a on a typical Friday or Saturday then? And what what would be a good crowd for you? Ooh. Oh well, I mean, we have we have over a hundred years, nice. 100, 150. Yeah, it gets. In in the summer, and, and how many yeah. could you get? How many could you get? You know, sort of comfortably inside on a on a January. Uh, inside, we have about ten tables. Ten tables, okay, plus a bit of standing room, bit of room at the bar. So, Terrific. probably yeah. When, when it's sixty or seventy, you get in nice. here, probably. Yeah, yeah it gets yeah, still good. Get a good crowd in here. It's good. Yeah. And uh, how many taps you got? Yeah. We've got ten on at the moment. Um, we've got eight on the tap wall, and then we've got the lenders. Yeah. Doing a bit of legwork for us. Yeah, so we've got 10 on at the moment. How many of your beers? They're all mine. All yours? <laughs> are, they, are they always all yours? Yeah. Or, uh, you're the uh, not beer always. Or... So um, no. I, do, I brew a stout. I brew a stout once a year, but I think it's going to have to be twice a year now. And yeah. um, and so uh, it just so happened that I just didn't get around to brewing the stout early enough uh, towards the end of last year. So we did have a guest stout on right. for a while. I always have uh, sort of a session, not quite a table beer, but a session beer on around 4%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so sometimes that runs out before I can brew another one. So every now and again, I'll pick another one of those on. Um, but yeah, I um, yeah, tend to just keep it all nothing bound. 
But you, you, you brew, do you brew a, a draft lager? No, not done no. it yet. No. It's one we're talking about. Keep talking about doing it. But, no, um, people not coming in expecting to find a, a lager on the bar? Not on tap, no. 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 No, that's fine. I mean, I don't, people I don't see why they should quite, expect it, but I know a lot of people, a lot of places would. People are quite happy to have the bottled lager. It's a Who's going to argue with the tags? At the end no, of the it's fair enough. Fair comment. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 And you, you typically got a food yeah. truck on Dave at the weekends, have you? Or? Yeah, yeah. Normally, yeah. The aim is to have food Fridays and Saturdays. Yeah. Um, we tend, I think, pretty much ninety-five to five percent of the time we have we have some food up here. Yeah. Yeah. The locals like the. Because takeaway people seem to be reluctant to come up to Hightington for some reason, so um, they they love yeah. So I do get a, the local Hightington crowd will come for their food on a Friday or a Saturday. Oh, of course, yeah. yeah. So it, you know, it's people that would that would come just for the food, and obviously, you know, by having made the effort to come up the lane to the tap room, we'll probably have a beer while yeah. they're looking. So that, that's really nice, actually. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. Works yeah. really well, yeah. Yeah, so you're providing a, a, yeah. even more of a service to the local community than yeah. I first thought. So that's that's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so just Fridays and Saturdays. What, what what hours are you open, Dave? Just just Fridays and Saturdays. So the winter hours are Friday four till eight, Saturday three till eight. Mm-hmm. April we extend the hours a bit more. So it's still four till eight on a on a Friday, but then we do one till eight on a Saturday. Right, and then one till one till five on a Sunday. Oh, Sundays um, as well. Nice, yeah. That Sunday afternoon session. Yeah, yeah. It's a nice. Uh, yeah, so that's that's yeah, the best yeah. drinking of the yeah. week, actually. I think to some extent, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's a nice to yeah. kick back on a summer's afternoon. It, it is a it is a good little Sunday, yeah, because it's a bit more chilled out because it, it's not as busy as the Friday Saturday, so it's a bit more chilled out for us yeah. as well. So we can mm-hmm. we can not put our feet up, but we can maybe relax a little bit more. Nice kids and dogs welcome, I assume. Uh, if I banned dogs, I'd have no people in here. Um, no. the, uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they don't, they don't buy much beer, though, uh, do they, dogs, unfortunately? I always say, because there's always loads of dogs in here, and I think, blindly, if I didn't, have, if I didn't allow any dogs, then yeah. I'd have, the place would be empty. So, have you um, thought about brewing a dog beer? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a dog, you mean a dog-friendly beer? Yeah, yeah I'm not know. quite sure what, what would go into it. Is there it, such a thing, is there? Oh, right. like there's a gap in the market. Of, you just thought of that now, have you? That's yeah, cool. just, just off the top of my head that. right there. This is the sort of show I, mean, I come up with. I, mean, I, think, I, think do dogs, I think dogs do like beer because they... Well, dogs would eat anything, wouldn't they? But, yeah, um, of course they would, absolutely, yeah. yeah. I don't remember who it was, but a few weeks ago I was chatting to someone on here who was, who was talking about trying to find somewhere that would turn their spent grain into dog biscuits. It might have been Delphic, actually, that we, I was talking about that with. Um, but, uh, yeah, that you know because dog, uh, grain it turns into really nice dog biscuits, apparently. I'm not, not a connoisseur well, of I dog biscuits that. myself. I but, yeah. heard that a long time ago. Don't you just stick them in the oven or something? I think, yeah, you like kind of press it into a mould, I think, and then bake it. Yeah. I but I, obviously, I don't yeah. think you probably would be wanting to actually do that for yourself, but it would be a nice thing to... <laughs> but we're, 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 we're talking about trying good. to make money out of the dogs, not giving them more stuff for free, anyway. So that's fine. <laughs> no, but yeah, spot. dogs, kids, dogs, kids, yeah, yeah, dogs and kids, very welcome. Yeah, excellent, good. All right, well, look, that does sound really nice, Dave. And I, I, I know I said this the last time, and I should probably say it again, but um, I'd love to find the time to come out and see you and uh, and experience that uh, that no, rural it, rural bliss. You I'm sure it is. You should do it. But uh, in the meantime, let's take a short break. This Week in Craft Beer is sponsored by Hit Marketing Design, 
a design agency based in Essex offering professional marketing services across the UK. They specialise in graphic design, brand creation and web design and can create anything from a fresh logo, new product branding, eye-catching adverts to a fully populated website. No fluff or filler, real design for a competitive world. To find out more visit hitmarketingdesign.co.uk I'm back with Dave from Nothing Bound, the second half of the show. Dave, at this stage every week, I like to put the guest on the spot and ask them probably the only tricky question I ask anybody on this podcast, and that is, is there something you wish you'd done differently? Looking back with the glorious benefit of hindsight during your years at Nothing Bound, is there anything that you look back and think, oh, well, if I'd have only done this instead of that, or if I'd have done this a bit sooner or whatever, things would have been better further ahead i'm not sure you know take it in whatever direction makes sense to you um well good question bob i think i think probably i thing that you think that probably i didn't appreciate as much as i should have done was the the care and attention that you need to take to sort of like yeast management and things like that um, so right. yeah yeast makes beer and and it's a very sort of like it is so important to the beer that to get the yeast right um, yeah. from the off is, is absolutely critical. I, I, and I'm not saying that I probably didn't use the right yeast back then, but I probably, because I still use similar yeast to what I used before. Right. I think it's about taking a bit more sort of care over your, you know, your pitching rates and yeah. how, how you, you know, how you harvest and yeah. And whether it's the right time to harvest and whether you're getting the right. I mean, I'm still quite a small brewery, so all that sort of, and I haven't got a lot of sort of equipment to kind of help me with that. No. So it's very it's, much uh, a sort of a touch and feel kind of process. Yeah, I'm sure. so, yeah. I mean, yeah. And I, I, you're probably the best thing to do. And I think maybe what I'd, I'd probably overcomplicated things too early on. Especially now that sort of dry yeasts are pretty good. Um, yeah. I mean, they, they perform really well dry yeast. Um, so you you can sort of like dabble with wet yeasts, but dry yeasts are pretty reliable these days. Yeah. And then you can and then you can harvest from those. So it's um, not not that anything ever went wrong. It was more I've realised that you can produce a, a much better beer with right. Better yeast management, which is pretty obvious, I suppose. But actually, it's only some small sort of things that you need to do to make sure that you can do it each time and and, and right. do it with pretty good consistency as well. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a mysterious and magical sort of, ingredient, that's for sure, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you, it helps when you've got more tanks and more capacity because you can be a bit more selective about which tanks you're going to harvest from and that sort right. of thing. And and you've normally all, always got a beer in tank that's reached the point where actually we can we can use the yeast from that now into the next yeah. brew. And whereas before, you, if you've only got a limited sort of fermentation capacity, then you're pretty limited in terms of what you can do to because because what I don't like doing is storing it for too long. So I no. think if you can if you can harvest and pitch on the same day, then right you take out lo- you take out loads of risk. And, yes. Makes sense, and and you'll normally get good results. So and and typically, so, so you you typically know. start with the dry juice, and how many reuses would you get from from a batch before you start fresh again? 
I've, I've, well, I probably only go to five. Five, it's, yeah. It's normally, mm-hmm. just how the how the schedule. Plus, it depends what you're brewing because you don't necessarily want to. You don't want to use the the yeast from a, a relatively high gravity beer in a in a in a low gravity beer. So no. you normally reach a point. So you normally reach a point where actually I can't really. I'm going to have to pitch some fresh yeast. So you um, kind of climb the ladder, do you? Start with a table beer, do a couple of pails in an IPA, and finish with a dipper, or. Yeah, that that that. Yeah, if you if you're organised properly, that's how you do it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but I tend to change my mind quite often about what I want to brew. So, um, but I mean, but you get just, but you can get some. I've I've learned, you know, as you move through the generations of yeast, the esters just become better and better and better, yeah. and mm-hmm. and you and you get some like brilliant results um, and some really clean fermentations as well. Yeah. Um, but that, that's mainly, that's a lot of stuff that I've learned over the last sort of um, four or five years, really. Yeah. When you brew on a small scale, it doesn't really matter so much about it. It's no. more about, because um, you can just pitch to relatively sort of like easy amount of yeast and away you go. But um, yeah. it gets more complicated as you get bigger. No, good. That's, that's I think that's a really useful um useful segment there Dave I think people get some uh, get some benefit from from hearing that so thanks very much for sharing um I'll tell you what I'm enjoying sharing right now is Connecticut uh which uh, is uh, the beer that we've moved on to 5.8 percent New England pale looking about climbing the ladder this is uh again very brief um, taste and that's all I have is hazy pale hopped with citra and a zaka um absolutely glorious aroma coming off this beer which is not to say that the first beer didn't also smell great but this is particularly striking yeah. just gorgeous um, it, it's got a nice um sort of melony vibe to it for, for, for my palate i think and uh, just really just just a tiny hint of bitterness but really punchy flavors um i'm really appreciating this this is um this is a lovely beer uh dave and you were just telling me in the break that this is uh this is as close as it comes to a nothing bound poor beer, I guess, is it? <laughs> it is, yeah. So, I mean, so like I was saying, we brewed, I brewed this one, I can't remember when I first brewed it, but we're on to, we're on to about the eighth version of it now. And it's just a, it's a real crowd pleaser. Everybody mm-hmm. really likes it. I'd have it on in the tap room all the time if I could, but it just right. goes so quick. <laughs> so I'm like, I like, I like for, for a fairly sort of like top heavy kind of pale ale, it really sells really well. Um, Citra and Azaka just seem to really love each other. Uh, I, I've used Azaka in other beers and, and it, I don't, I don't feel like it comes anywhere close to no. how it works with Citra. Um, That's and it's all Azaka, it's all Azaka hot side as well. Right. Um, so there's a lot of azaka going on, um, yeah. But then it's it's I'd say it's predominantly citra in the dry hop, and it always reliably comes up pretty good. So. Yeah, and you know I, I'm sure that you know whilst you know I'm I'm the biggest culprit for <laughs> demanding a new beer every time and always always wanting to drink what's new, but you know I, I'm sure that this beer has benefited from the fact that you brewed it eight times in terms of you really getting the recipe dialed in and maybe tweaking it a little bit along the way. And, you know, it's, uh, um, you know, I'm sort of, it's almost like I'm, I'm going against my principles by, by saying that, but I, it, it just makes perfect sense that this would be probably your most accomplished beer because you brewed it more than, you know, more than once or twice. And it's, uh, it's, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, we did, so we I've fiddled around in terms of we used cryo hop in it or mm-hmm. I've used T90. So I've, I've sort of like 
experimented a little bit. I think in this version, I used a bit of the new Azaka CGX. So it was um, so sort of a, another version of Cryo. Um, right. And that seems, it seems to have worked really well. Yeah, seems to have worked nice. really well. Um, yeah. yeah. You can just sort of like really go for it on the dry up. And this would be this. This would have been a three thousand liter batch, would it? Or but, no, this was in the other tank, so this was a two thousand okay. liter batch. Uh, right. Yeah, right. Good. Yeah, and and how would that typically split between keg and, and can in terms of packaging? It was twelve hundred liters, so we did six and six hundred liters in the twelve hundred cans. Yeah, which is six hundred liters. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the rest went into keg. Another yeah. thirty kegs or so. Yeah. Yeah, thirty kegs. Yeah, absolutely spot on, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Out of a thirty keg batch, how many of those would you keep for your for your tap room, and how many would you sell? You know, it depends what time of the year. Well, it depends what time of the year. In the summer, I would. Well, in the summer, I would have to keep six back for here and then sell right. the rest. Uh-huh. I think this for this batch, it was autumn sort of time, so I think I've kept four back. Okay, we've got yeah. one left. We've got one left though. Right. Yeah. But but I've got ten tap I've got ten beers on at the moment, so nothing's I mean No, nothing's gonna sell in huge volume because people are gonna want to come. No, no, yeah, 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 along, yeah. along the line as Which well. Is what I, was saying, I, was, I was yeah, I was saying to Leon today we need to get it back to the eight we need to put the Linda back on the back burner and get back to the eight taps. <laughs> well, to some extent, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that might make yeah. sense because then you know, then you can make sure that yeah. you're selling the beer through more quickly, which you know, but maybe that's a good thing or maybe it isn't, depends on your brewing schedule, but yeah, to some yeah. extent, you're not necessarily doing people a favour by having too much choice, are you? Because then, you know, some some of the beers maybe yeah. don't don't sell as quickly as you'd like. Um, you know, I, I I see this. You go into tap rooms sometimes where they've got 20, 25, 30 taps on, and you know, and you think, oh, there's too many beers. You know, they're not. They're not. Um, I, I won't I won't mention the name of the brewery, but I went to a went to a tap room in in the US um, about eighteen months ago, and I think they had fifty beers on tap. And you know, and I jumped around the menu ordering stuff that you know, based on the hops and the, and the, you know the beers. And it was mostly IPAs and pales. So there was a broad, you know, it was a broad range of beers. But almost every beer I ordered just didn't taste all that fresh because there were just too many beers on. You know, it just it, it didn't yeah, make sense to me yeah. that they had so much choice. And so you know, inevitably, I guess you know, n- none of the beers were were, were going to be selling through quickly enough to stay to stay in really good condition. Yeah, no, that is that is the main issue. Definitely. So, and everybody wants to try the new stuff. But you yeah. One on. Once the summer comes around, you know, it's hard to keep the taps full. So I'm not yeah. Well, you should say if you get 150 yeah. people there on a on a summer's evening, then that's going to going to knock over whatever you've got. Yeah. Um, and then not yeah. have to worry about it. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, this is um, yeah, this this is delicious anyway. So um, I'm super impressed with uh, with Connecticut. I'm not surprised. It's uh, you know, it, it flies. When you do manage to, to, yeah, to get, get it brewed, yeah. Thanks, Rob. What, appreciate that. What have you got coming up, uh, beer release wise, that you're excited about? We're doing a couple of rebrews. So we've rebrewed Arrival. Um, mm-hmm. I think I mentioned it to you earlier. You did, yeah. Uh, it's about to dry it, yeah. Yeah. And so we and I've got, so, and like I mentioned, these New Zealand hops are coming through, like the T45s. And so um, I'm going to do an all nectar on beer. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. Yeah, I thought I think might work pretty well. Um, I think it would. Yeah, yeah. We did, and like I, I really want to rebrew the Nelson, the all Nelson IPA again. So I, I, right. I, like, I, and I think I might say before I'm, I'm tempted to say that nothing bound is going to be an all New Zealand hot uh, oh. brewery this year. Wow, 
but it won't. But because no, you can't get your Citra, of course. Getting, from, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to you need <laughs> a bit of Citra. Uh, but but um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm just like really excited about all the stuff that we can. What do about Galaxy? Like, but... surely you couldn't you couldn't foresight Galaxy, could you? Do you not use Galaxy? I, no, no. Well, I do. St- oh, yeah, I still dabble with Galaxy, but oh. I don't use. I it works. Re- so I did um, a Citra Galaxy beer. Mm. Late last year for the Cherry Cherry Reds Bar in in Birmingham, yeah, for their birthday, and that was really nice. But it oh, was Citra Galaxy, it was, yeah. But it was only a little bit of Galaxy, but it mm-hmm. was, you could tell it was there. It was, I think yeah. I used, I think I only used, it was like ten to three in the ratio Citra to Galaxy, and oh, I, okay, yeah, uh, yeah. But you, but you know, it was so obvious it was there. Uh-huh. And then I've also done, a, I've just done a Simcoe Galaxy, nice. Um, which has gone down really well. Yeah, well. soon um, Oh, yeah, I'll always, always get Galaxy hanging around somewhere. Definitely. But, you know, coming back to what you're saying, I do think that yeah, New Zealand is probably the most exciting emerging hot market, isn't it? If you can call it that now, it's probably yeah. probably way past being classes emerging. But you know what I'm saying? You know, it's not. Yeah. It, it's the up and comer. And it's, uh, yeah, the, yeah. the freshness and the... The flavours coming out of New Zealand just amazing. Yeah, so I don't blame and you. For, got, don't blame me for leading I mean, in that I, direction. I, I like, yeah, well, I mean, and they're kind of like a bit more reasonably priced now as well. So yeah. they've they've because they're they're not quite so exclusive anymore. Right. Um, you don't have to. Although, unfortunately, the wacker seems to be very expensive, and that's the one that I'm really into at the moment. Yeah. But, um, it's the other. <laughs> But the others, the others aren't too bad. Yeah, it's it's much more accessible. Definitely. What what have you got coming up this summer or this spring even that you're excited about? So I don't know if you're, <clears> are you, are you committing to any festivals uh, or events. Yeah, or, been, or no, yeah, I've been invited about? to Hop City. Oh, yeah, fantastic! City Leeds. Yeah, so really excited. About That'll be your that. first time yeah. there, will it? As as a as a as yeah. a pourer, as it were. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So really looking forward to that. That's um, what you've been on the other side of the bar, have you? But Hop City? No, I've never yeah. been. Have you not? Oh, oh, wow! Yeah, you're in for a no, treat. No. Have you booked your hotel already? Well, yeah, I'll be, yeah, that's what everybody says. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, you yeah. say you want to be getting your hotel booking nice and nice and early. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Although, me and Leon system. haven't decided who's going yet. We're trying to get cover at the tap room, so right. <laughs> <laughs> I think ideally we both go. Well, I think you should. Yeah, I think people would understand if. Uh, if you, no, if, you, if you've got temporary yeah. staff in that day just to you know it's... we'll sort that out yeah we'll get that sorted and then no, yeah, well, really really congratulations anyway, that's a fantastic yeah, really forum to, to, to spread the, the news of the brand a bit yeah. wider in, in UK craft beer circles anyway yeah we're really looking forward to that one yeah awesome what, yeah, any cool. others you want to mention no no that's the only one that's in the calendar at the moment I think oh. um, we just sort of we did we did a couple of good ones last year. Like Attic did a, a nice yeah. little festival in um in Birmingham, in Birmingham yeah. last year. Yeah. And the other good one the other one is Worcester Indie Beer Fest. That was the second year last year. Nice. Um, that one's getting bigger and bigger as well. Nice so, and local um, for you as well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that one's a good one. Yeah, any yeah, any yeah, anything yeah. you got of your own? Um yeah, I don't think do you do events at your at the tap room in the summer? Do you you know, do you get music on or anything? Not really, but it is something, something on our sort of like to do list. So we, it would just, it's perfect up here for a, for a beer festival. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, obviously, a you know, festival is a big undertaking, but but just you know, getting some getting some live music uh, on is relatively 
easy yeah, to accomplish, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So there's a there's a couple of fields across, you know, not far from here, which would just be perfect to like put a big marquee on and nice. you could put some live music in it and like yeah. invite four or five breweries to come and pour it. Mm-hmm. And and with some of the views you you've got up here, the only, I would do it with a heart without hesitation. It's just. Um, you only need to get that the weather to be bad up here, and it, yeah, it's that, that's the thing you don't know. Is, you, you never know, do you? But. The marquee, yeah, you'd have a marquee up here, and it would be in blooming Birmingham before you know it. It'd be gone. So, um, so that's the the only thing. If I could, if you could just guarantee like a nice day of weather, yeah. I would. Well, there's no such thing, it, unfortunately. Definitely. But you know, June, no. June or July, you know, is. With a bit of luck, they seem to be the best sort of days. Yeah. Even if it rains, it's going to still be firm underfoot at least, isn't it? At least you'd hope so, wouldn't you? Anyway, yeah. yeah. We've um, sure. I'd say for the first time, I've I've not been before, but but uh, Steve and I that that we run this week in craft beer between us, we're um, we, we're going to the the Beak These Hills Festival this summer. You know, so we booked in yeah, for the full duration. We've got the, you know, we got we bought the tickets already, and we got the camping books and everything. So we're going to go and do the full the full okay. nine yards of that weekend down in Lewis, and I'm really I'm looking forward to that already. So no, it's still still yeah. five months five months away, but I can't wait. No, that's a good. One. I mean, I'll, I'm sorry, I forgot to mention Rivington as well because I don't normally get invited to farm. Oh trip. yeah, Rivington farm trip. Farm yes. trip. Yeah. Yeah, so I didn't manage to go last year, but I did go the the year before. And that was yeah, brilliant. we went the but, first. That was yeah, year before last was the first one, I think, wasn't it? But uh, that was we didn't go last year either. But uh, yeah, that was a what a yeah. what a thing. You know, talk about a lovely location. That is, uh, yeah, you know, it's beautiful. It's, there. It doesn't get any better than that, does it? Yeah, but no, the beat one should be. I've heard very good things about. Yeah, yeah, excellent. So you know, we talked about your very limited production capacity, Dave. But if people were trying to get their hands on some. Nothing bound cans. Where would they best go about that? So we have a web shop, so they can mm. always. So if you're a member of the public, you can always buy from the web shop. Um, yeah, they tend to be. We pretty much always have something on the web shop this time mm-hmm. of year going forward. So yeah, that's probably a good spot to go. We do sell a decent amount out to sort of trade now, so they go all around the country. Um, can't name all of them, but um, no, of course not. Off the top of my head, <laughs> but uh, I can't think of that many places where they haven't gone to now. I mean, so and and a lot of these so places like say like Trembling Madness, they oh yes, so they put a lot of it on their web shop themselves. So that's probably a right. good place to go if you want to. That's a good shout, actually. Yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah, great, great service then, to, uh, to UK craft. There's, yeah, yeah. there's the fuss, the fuss club, the fuss yeah. club. Nice. So I think we're in. I think we're on that website as well. So yeah. definitely more available than we were last time I spoke to you. So. Yeah, well that's great to hear. And, uh, and in terms of keg availability, Dave, if people are trying to, you know, if, if this is a a bar or a tap room listening to this that wants to get your beer on keg, well, you know, how would they best do that? So we're predominantly on. Uh, well, I don't know whether you've talked about this with on other podcasts, but um, we're predominantly on a on a platform called Stella. Stella, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so. If you're outside of our direct delivery sort of zones, then connect with us on Seller. That's the best place right. to, to do it. Um, yeah. And then we can ship kegs and and we can get beer sent to you pretty easily nice. through that yeah. platform. It's a good platform. Plus the wholesalers that we use, of course. So you could always try Pig's Ears Pig's or, Ear, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, or the Liquor Man. He's a, oh, Liquor Man, yeah. yeah. Midlands. Mm-hmm. He's a Midlands sailor. Very good. 
All right. Well, there's, uh, there's plenty of options there. So no excuse for, for people not being able to get their hands on your beer by the sounds of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Moving swiftly on then, let's get into the home straight. And I always start the closing questions by asking the guests to give what I call a shout out to the little guy. And um, you're pretty little guys yourselves, but nonetheless, I still think that uh, you can never recommend too many of your local craft beer business neighbours. So um, what I'm looking for here is for you to mention one or more local to you beer businesses you think are doing a great job promoting not just nothing bound, but independent craft beer in general. And that could be uh, yeah. another brewery, a tap room, a pub, a bottle shop, even a restaurant or a cafe, but somebody you think is doing a great job promoting independent craft beer. The Midlands bars are, are very, very good at promoting uh-huh. local brewers. Um, right. So, I mean, so like there's a bar, Cork, I probably already mentioned these last time, but Cork and Cage yep. um, are incredible at supporting local breweries. Um, nice. They always have local breweries on tap. But, yep. Um that that's then, um, that, another, is that Sturchley, Dave or Sturchley, yeah, sorry, yeah, Sturchley. Yeah. Sturchley just yeah. south Birmingham, yeah. And, and I actually managed to I always go in there. They have they do amazing food in there and actually and I thought since we brought Leon on, I thought I'll, yeah. I'll make an effort to, Treat to yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, to take Leon and we'll try the food. Nice. And the, so we went last week and it was unbelievable. Oh, fantastic. Was so I'm not, I'm not, oh, I haven't been so in there, good. but not for a couple of years, so I must get back there as well. Oh, well, they only mm. do, I think they only do food Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Oh, did I? Just, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it, the food was out of this world. Terrific. Yeah. So I'll definitely be, but, um, and I knew it would be good because yeah. <laughs> there's a lot about it. Uh, so there's the Cork and Cage, and, and it's pretty much local beer. And yep. then, a new bar probably did they probably went open when i last spoke to you called schooners in king's east okay um, that is all that is all local beer everything is fantastic midland midlands breweries yeah brilliant and um, and we're doing a tap take over there actually on start of next month yeah. fantastic well have you got the date to hand because this will this is going out on monday yeah i think this it's, is out on monday it's the 20... yeah so yeah. tap takeover is on the oh, is the ninth of friday it is actually, yeah. Ninth of February is a Friday. Yes. Brilliant. Oh, yeah. Well, that's so that's, I'm going to be there. I'll be at the I'll be at Schooners on the ninth. There so. you go. Get yourself along to Schooners. Where is it? Dave? If you want to call it? So I recommend you go on the tenth or the or the eleventh. <laughs> Tell me again where it is, though. In Kings East. Kings East. On, on your Schooners road. in Kings East. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. York Road. Yeah. Terrific. All right. Well, that sounds like a sounds like a good night to be, to. To get along there. Well, I mean, you yeah. can't go wrong around there. There's like there's some really good food places around there as well. Mm-hmm. And um, that Sturchley and Kings East area is just it's yeah. the choice. Yeah, and you know the, the great thing about these places is it, it you know that that really is a beer destination now, isn't it? We've you know you've got Glasshouse and an attic, yeah. obviously as the, as the cornerstones, but there's there's a couple of other breweries and and just some amazing bars up and down that road now. So it's a, yeah, that's a genuine UK craft beer destination, isn't it now, Sturchley? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Very good. All right, thanks for that, then, Dave. So we are at the wrap-up question, and as a returning guest, you get to answer the alternate wrap-up question. What beer or beer style that is no longer available would you like to resurrect so that you can either taste it again or taste it for the first time? Um, I think probably the, the change in my beer tastes from kind of mass-produced yep. lagery stuff. 
transformed when I first tried a local brewery called Hobson's. And um, yeah. I mean, and this is still, they still produce this now. I, but I, you can't really see it, find it, many. But their best bitter was, it was just delicious. And, yeah. and, I, and I kind of just got in, and that, that was really my gateway beer into, not into crafty stuff, but into kind of like away from just drinking the lagers with my mates, the mass produced yeah. stuff with my mates. To actually enjoying a beer for the fact that it was a beer and not because yeah you know there there I say choose, me... choosing the beer for the flavour rather than the alcohol perhaps would yeah you know, is one way to, to phrase yeah. that yeah you know yeah. look we've all we all so, did that you know I, I I spent many years going out with my mates and drinking as many pints of, of lager or whatever as I could get down my neck by you know before eleven o'clock and it was a <laughs> horrible horrible way to carry on really and you know i cringe at the the thought these days but it's um you know there there are a lot of people still in that mindset and i'll tell you yeah so we so we used to so it all started when we used my father-in-law took me to this pub quiz on a sunday night oh yeah the pub was called the pub was called the horse and jockey not far from here actually about two miles from here and they used to and hobson's hobson's are in clibbury so hobson's used to so it was pretty much a hobson's pub Right. And um, they used to have Hobson's Best, Hobson's Town Crier, hmm. and the the Town Crier was the sort of like the, the stronger one, and it was, right. and that was those beers just kind of like opened my eyes to the fact that there was not not the, the, the just opened my eyes to the fact that there was like different, but I would just different sort of beers out there, or all, all yes. the real ale was there, and so I would probably take me back to that moment when I first tried that. Yeah. That part nice. of town crier, and yeah. um, knowing what I, you know, knowing what I know now, I would probably would have like, yeah, it, I would have realised what a momentous occasion it was. <laughs> you, you, know, you never realise those moments at the time, do you? It's always just in the benefit of hindsight. So, but yeah, yeah, good answer, good answer, excellent. Well, look, Dave, been great to catch up with you. I'm still embarrassed that I haven't come and seen you. Um, in Worcestershire or in the edge of the West Midlands, depending on how you want to position it. But um, yeah, it's, yeah, you know, it, it's it's definitely on my to do list. Every time I see Dave, yeah, um, always welcome checking in beers at your tap room. I always, you know, always have a, a feeling of regret. Although usually I'm out drinking somewhere else, really good at that time as well. So most mostly in Phantom, but sometimes double barrelled in uh, Reading, which are also lovely places to drink. But <laughs> um, one of these days yeah. I'll get up your way. But in the meantime, I wish you a very successful and prosperous 2024. I'm sure that Hop City is going to give you a great welcome and people are going to love to drink your beers there. Um, but right. anywhere else you, um, you're you pouring, I'm sure um, they'll be glad to have you this year. So, yeah, I think there's lots of good things in your future. Cheers, Rob, and all the best to you as well. And Perfect. You're always welcome up here. All right. Well, that's kind of good to take, though, Dave. Thanks very much.